Welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast, where we'll hear stories from Washingtonians from their favorite food at Waltz or the CAF to their favorite Tiger Tunes shows and professors. We'll also find out what they've been up to outside the famed Washita bubble. I'm your host, John Merriman, Washita's Director of Alumni Relations. Today on the Tiger for Life podcast is Washita student Levi Dade. Levi is a sophomore Christian studies and Spanish major from Senatobia, Mississippi. Levi shares about his journey to Washita, his love of Tiger Tunes, and getting to be one of just 20 students to be in JPAC when our Tiger Tunes host and hostesses recorded for Tunes Rewind, his favorite Washita memory so far, and about his podcast he started during quarantine this summer, Defending Christianity. Take a listen to Levi's podcast trailer and we'll jump into our discussion. Hey everybody, I'm Levi Dade, host of Defending Christianity Podcast. I wanted to tell you a little bit about what Defending Christianity is all about and the idea that I had going into it. So I started my freshman year of college last fall semester, and leading into it, I didn't know anything about the claims of Christianity. In some of my Christian studies classes, we looked at what some of those arguments are, and what I found was I didn't know anything. I didn't know any reasons for why I believe what I believe. And then I noticed something else. Most people in our culture don't know why we believe in Christianity either. Outside of scripture, most people don't know the reasons why we believe this. And as I saw this, I was growing in my passion for apologetics and in my passion for learning why we believe these things and the arguments for our faith. And so putting the two together, I realized that with my passion for apologetics and what I've noticed about the culture, what I need to do is figure out a way that I can provide people like me, just any ordinary Christian, ways that we can be assured of our faith, have the evidence for our faith that we need, and then have the information that we need so that when we are approached by a skeptic, we can then respond and give them reasons instead of just saying it's in the Bible so that at least they'll be able to respect us. It's not always about debating somebody. It's not always about arguing. It's just about having a conversation and saying, this is why I believe this. So that's the premise of Defending Christianity podcast. We have a faith rooted in history, and consequently, we need to use the evidence to our advantage and never be afraid of it. Again, I'm your host, Levi Dade, and this is the Defending Christianity podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a blessed day. All right, Levi Dade, welcome to the Tiger for Life podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. You know, our, you're our first current student, so very fun to have a, a student on the podcast today. Well, that's an honor. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate the opportunity. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, how did you hear about Washtaw? What brought you here? I know you're a sophomore, so you've got a year under your belt, but uh, what made your decision to come to Washtaw? So I'm not really the traditional student where I knew this is where I was going to go since my sophomore year in high school. No, instead, I actually heard about Washita a month before my soft, my freshman year started. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was very quick. I would begin, I guess, in the summer of 2018 when my youth group and I took a, a youth trip to, to Little Rock at Lifeline Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Um, there they hosted a week of this organization called World Changers. So, uh, youth groups would get together and they would go out into the communities and do, you know, just all kinds of mission work, you know, whether that be painting houses or doing like a little VBS for kids in the neighborhood. And so we did that. And the, uh, the pastor there, Jeff Dial actually took um, a liking to me for some reason that week. And we became good friends and exchanged numbers and kept in touch for that whole year after that. Well, the next summer 
um, we actually go back to the same place. Jeff is still there. Um, and so I'm dealing with a lot in my life at that time. I had a, I've, I had accepted Christ in eighth grade, mm-hmm. but um, from, I guess, ninth grade on, I kind of was just living this life of sin where I was just constantly rebelling against God and just running from him. Um, I had a call to ministry. I knew that, but I just kind of um, j- just left it for, for the uh, desires of my heart, I guess you could say. Um, and so I was dealing with all the sin, but for some reason I was always able to just be honest with Jeff. Uh, and so he would ask me, Hey, you know, what's going on in your life? And I would just be honest. I would tell him I'm dealing with this. I do this. And I don't feel much remorse for it because like I said, I'm just living in this life of sin. And so, um, it, it doesn't really bring much conviction at that point. Well, I was, um, I was a drug user at this time too. And so actually what would happen was Jeff would, um, just encourage me to tell my youth leaders who were there to be honest, because I did, you know, dishonor them. I did dishonor, uh, our youth group in that way and, and really the body of Christ, uh, more importantly. And so, took me like a day and a half to actually just decide to do that because he, he wasn't pressuring me to, but the Lord was working on my heart that week. And so I, I started to feel some conviction and I told them uh, the Wednesday night, like the middle of the week. And that was crazy. I had a girlfriend at this time, obviously doing things that weren't pleasing to God there either. And so I told them all that. I told them the whole truth about my life and things that I've been hiding from them and everybody else. I was just, I was fake. Um, and so what's, what's funny is, and and this is just all God, the next day, my girlfriend's mom finds out the same stuff, not by my youth group, nothing Mm -hmm. just went through her phone, I guess. Um, and so they make her break up with me. And so I just, you know, got exposed about who I truly am. Just lost my girlfriend. I'm like rock bottom. I feel like by the end of the week. And so I kind of go home and I'm, and I, I just tell them, like, I don't really want to be a part of the church anymore. Um, I just want to live my own life. Um, but but God still just wasn't done yet. And so uh, over the next three or four days, I just realized that they never condemned me. They never told me anything um, that they feel this way about me. Uh, you know, you're, you're wrong for this, et cetera. They just loved me. And they showed me true forgiveness grace mercy um and that was for the first time a i guess you can call it a worldly portrayal um i guess you know visibly of the grace of god and what that looks like though yes we are in sin and yes we are a mess but he does not condemn us instead he goes beyond that to just forgive us and show us that he loves us Mm -hmm. and so that really just like captured it for me i understood the gospel for the first time visibly and so that was really cool, but it really made me think about who I was and about who God wanted me to be and that I wasn't being uh, that person. And it really just slowly drew me back to to Christ and to himself. And about a week later, I surrendered to the ministry. Um, I, I repented. And so um, I, I told Jeff, obviously, I called him. I'm like, hey, I got some good news. He said, great. I know a great school for you to go to. <laughs> and you guessed it. It was Washita. Uh, his son was a um, a junior going into a senior year at that time, Ethan Dial. Yeah. Um, and so um, he he recommended me there. I applied. I really wasn't sure, but because um, I was going to a, um, a junior college that was in my hometown there. Um, but I visited and I was just like, Lord, this is where you want me to go. 
you know, show me. I might not want to, but I want to do what you want to do above all else. So uh, I got my acceptance letter in the admissions office. I didn't get my uh, full ride scholarship to the junior college and I didn't get a dorm in my, to that college either. No so God just closed doors and then he opened new ones. Um, and, and within two weeks I was enrolled with a schedule. So, so it was evident and just obvious that this is where God wanted me to be. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, God, God working through that, that youth trip and bringing you to, I guess, little rock, right. For church, for that mission. Yeah. Trip. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just funny just showing his sovereignty. Like in 2018, he had already started to, to put me on the path to bring me here. I didn't even know about it until over a year later. And so it, it's just a true testament of, of his sovereignty. You know, I love that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw you a few weeks ago. You were at uh, Tiger Tunes practice watching the mm-hmm. host. Have you been to Tiger Tunes before? Did you get to go as a freshman? Did you get to go last year and see? Like- I did go as a freshman. I didn't participate in Tiger Tunes. Uh, with student life or with campus ministries, but I did watch it. And um, up until Tiger Tunes season, I'd never heard about it. Nobody really talked about it yet to me, I guess. But um, it was something that blew my mind uh, to be able to see those performances. And and it's just, I've never seen such great talent all together at one time. It was truly amazing. I loved it. And I loved it this year too. Yeah, that's so cool. I I was sitting back in the back and I heard a student talking about a podcast and I kind of listened. I couldn't see it was just the back of your head. And mm. the student was saying, you were working on that podcast in class. You're working on that podcast all the time. Oh, well, that's I, my like, I bet that's Levi up there. So, <laughs> um, you know, only 20 students or so got to go to that performance and watch the host record. What was it like to be in the room while hosts performed their uh, songs for the first time? Yeah, it was, it was actually just unreal. Like, um, I was just experiencing something that I know that I would I will remember for the rest of my life because of just how exclusive it was. Um, you actually just felt more um, in involved, I guess is is a better way. Uh, it's definitely going to be the highlight of my OBU experience. Even after I graduate, I'll always look back on it and just think that was the best thing ever to be able to to uh, to participate in. It was an honor, and you know when you go to a performance like that and they get done with a song. You're, you're constantly thinking, I wish I could just watch that again. Yeah. Well, we did. They performed it like three or four times. And I could just remember like thinking, I'm going to watch this in like five minutes again. And I love it. It, it was so cool uh, just to be able to have all that um, all at once. I love that. What was it like watching Rewind? Did you get to tune in on Saturday and check it out? I did. I didn't get to watch it live as it was released because I was with my, you know, I was in Little Rock um, celebrating my birthday. But, um, I did watch it and, and I just remember thinking, you know, I, I was there when they, when they sang that or when they filmed that. And it was really cool to be able to just see how, you know, it was Washita's Tiger Tunes history and it was just shown visibly before our eyes. Like you can kind of just see it evolve into what it is today. Um, and, and I think to be able to see that is a blessing because while you see older performances and, and more recent ones, then there's still one consistent thing throughout, and that's the pride and joy of being a Washtenaw Tiger. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a testament of the Washtenaw experience. The passion, the love, the excitement in the students' eyes is something that, that was in each and every performance, no matter when it was uh, done. Yeah, do you have any favorites when you're watching through the night? Anything you enjoy? No, I, I, can't, I cannot pick a favorite um, because, like I said, they were all great. Uh, I mean, in terms of quality, because like obviously we're more tech guys on this, um, the more recent ones would probably be just because like the quality, but all of them, like I said, still 
uh, showed that passion for Washita that that we love and, and we cherish. So, so definitely fun. So glad you got to do that and get to see it too come to fruition there. Now I know we both have something pretty big in common that we started a podcast in a pandemic. So thought we would spend some time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Tell me about your podcast. You know, I'll let folks know a little bit about it in the beginning of the show. But mm-hmm. um, tell me about your podcast and why you started it. Yeah, so defending Christianity podcast. It, it was never something that I, I thought about doing. I listened to podcasts on my own. You know, you know, just to kill time when I was driving to and from uh, college or whatever. Um, and it was just a good way to pass time because you know they teach you a lot. But in freshman year, I started Bible survey. You know. And the arguments about the resurrection kind of came up in class. And I was like, you know, I'd never heard about these before. Um, And then I started to kind of dig deeper on my own, just about arguments against Christianity. And I was like, golly, I don't know any, I can't explain this, you know? And it rattled me, not in the sense of, I don't believe in God anymore, or I'm thinking about it, but just the fact that I couldn't answer them. It just bothered me Um, because I'm like, what if somebody asked me this, you know? Like I'm going to miss an opportunity to be able to lead them to Christ, which is the ultimate goal of, of all of it. Um, and so I searched for the answers and I found them. And so in quarantine, I, I looked probably 10 times harder, learned and read and dove into apologetics and reasons for our faith. Uh, and at the same time, I was noticing that like me, many Christians, specifically in the Bible Belt, uh, they don't know why we believe this either. And that bothered me as well, because how many people are being reached by skeptics about about their faith and they don't know any reasons. Um, and so I was an example of that. And, and, and we wonder why students might leave the faith when they go to college and, and how they talk and how they're talked out of believing it. Frank Turk says uh, they're talked out of believing it because they were never talked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that's true. Uh, I think that the church in general lacks um, apologetics and, and teaching students. I, th- I think it's kind of intimidating because there's a lot more gray area there. And so I, I understand, but I think it's something that needs to be dealt with. And so I just wanted to give people a way to, to be able to to uh, to have that since I developed a passion for apologetics and and I'd listen to podcasts and I, I was sitting in quarantine with nothing to do. I thought I'd do a podcast. And so I, I sat on it for about a month and a half, two months, prayed on it. And I just felt like it was something that, you know, the passion never left. It wasn't a fad. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then Defending Christianity podcast came up and, and it just developed. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. What kind of things have you learned so far podcasting? I mean, I don't know if you had a lot of experience with that before, but are the things you learned things that were surprising about the process as you got going? Yeah. So you listen to a podcast and, and sometimes you, you come out in awe about what, what you learn, but you don't think about what it took to make that happen. Um, keeping up with social media posts about, episodes and about what is going on with your production is vital to growing your podcast. It's something that I found out and increasing your audience. Um, I've also noticed though, that the quality of the content you put out is more important than the quantity. Um, 10 episodes can get 50 downloads altogether, but if they don't have something that really picks the interest of others, then it's not going to go very far. Um, but if you have, let's say three episodes of that really does, uh, gather, you know, get some attention, then that's going to go a lot more further. Um, and, and so I think not worrying about how much stuff you have or how long something is rather just worry about what it's saying. Um, cause I think that goes more of a long way. Um, another, another thing too, is that it, it's surprising how much time it takes to put an episode together sometimes. 
uh, depending on how you, you do it. Um, cur- currently, I'm, I'm actually fo- trying to figure out how I can record in a, a new way or a new fashion because um, the way that I'm trying to figure it out takes less time than what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Pauly actually introduced me to that, and I had the privilege of interviewing him last week for an upcoming episode. But, but yeah, those are just a few things. Yeah, that's cool. I talked to, you know, Candace, Candace Payne, Candace Sharp, and was talking mm-hmm. about podcasting. And, you know, she said eventually they had to get some people hired to be able to edit it because it was taking yeah. all their time to edit it. Mm-hmm. And they were, they didn't have time to do anything else. And I could definitely see that being an issue. Yeah. You, know, you get the hang of it. It goes quicker and quicker about editing, but it still takes a yeah. lot of work. And, and that's also why I decided to, decided to go every other week instead of every week. Cause I just need that extra time to be able to do school. Cause I'm putting that first and uh, not that this isn't important. It, it's a ministry that I've started. And so it, it is a priority for me, but obviously to, to see more fruit from that, I need to, to be able to pass <laughs> yeah. and, and learn uh, things in school in order to, to um, produce and steward that in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we took a break, uh, you know, right when school got started to make sure we could get all the hosts rolling with performances and practices. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to go to every other week. And then I got content that I liked and I was doing every week. So I'm trying not to put that much pressure, but you know, when we have stuff to put out, we'll put it out and, you know, hopefully be pretty regular with it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, you know, I learned a lot about um, podcasting from James Taylor, Chris Babb, some of the professors that have been doing some podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, but I learned quite a bit from yours too, because I just got mine rolling and then you were getting yours going and mm-hmm. putting it on different platforms, things I'd never heard of. So Hey, thanks for leading out there. I could uh, find out what you're doing and your posts are really great. Well, I had no idea until now. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the encouragement. Yeah. I'd look at it and be like, I don't know what a Castro is. I don't know what a pod bean. Oh, there it is. You know, just following all your stuff. So I uh, appreciate you leading out of that. What are some other podcasts that you've enjoyed that uh, you enjoy listening to on your drives back and forth, that sort of thing? Yeah. So one of the first ones would be cross-examined. Um, that's hosted by Frank Turk. He's one of my uh, favorite ap- apologists. Um, he's really good about answering questions. People are like, well, how could God have done this? You know, he's supposed to be loving and so many questions that Christians are just terrified of, of having asked them. He, he takes them and he, ad- he answers them in such a way that, that Christians learn just as much about their faith. Uh, and he has like two, three to 10 minute episode or videos on YouTube called cross examined, uh, mm-hmm where it shows like a, a college student asking him a question about Christianity or something and he'll answer it. And so those are short, usually one question. Some of them are multiple questions, but either way, they're a really good source to look at uh, for anybody who's interested. That's cross-examined. Um, so, yeah. Um, another one would be the Bible project just gives you a lot of, of great information about the Bible that uh, they've recently been doing something a series on how to read the Bible. And so it's basically I'm just hearing Bible interpret again, <laughs> That's nice. but I love it because it, it just reinforces some things and, and you can always forget things. And just, uh, so yeah, the, the Bible project is also a really good one. The real life podcast hosted by Jefferson and, and Alyssa Bethke. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you know who they are. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. And so just hearing some things about them, that's not as much on apologetics or theology. It's more about, you know, just real life and the mm-hmm. everyday life of, uh, of some, some Christians, how to maybe sometimes deal with things in life. So it's just good to listen to. Yeah. Uh, Christians living in Hawaii, living the dream, you know? Yeah. Right. (laughs) They've actually started to do a little um, TV show 
So, so that's cool. It's, it's, it's on Yippee. I think it's for kids, but okay. it's still pretty cool. Um, the Table Podcast is really cool, um, hosted by Daryl Bach over in the Hendrick Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, they, they deal with culture and, and Christianity and a lot of different topics on that. Um, just a wide scale of things. It's really good. Uh, the Divide, and I'm, I'm going to do one more after this. So The Divide is actually two friends. One's an atheist, one's a Christian, and they just have conversations about their beliefs. And It's so cool to listen to because you get both perspectives at the same time, and you get some tips on how to have those conversations. Uh, so, so it's really cool. And The Thinking Atheist is is hosted by Seth Andrews, and, and he's a, a pretty hardcore atheist. Uh, he actually left the faith years ago. Um, and so I listen to that as a way to just kind of hear, okay, so what are some things that the atheists are bringing up? What are some things that, that they think about God and maybe some misconceptions that they have about who he is and what he's doing or not doing, et cetera. It's just a, because people might, might, might shame and be, and say, you know, you shouldn't listen to that because, you know, we're Christians and like, well then if we don't know what they're thinking, how are we going to be able to minister to them? Mm-hmm. And so I use that as a source to be able to do that. So they're just so that's just a, uh, my top few. Yeah, that's quite a few. It, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we've got some that we listen to, but uh, Emily makes fun of me. I tip. I tend to go to m- mostly like real life murder podcasts. You know, that's like mm-hmm. you know like oh, listen to those too. Just unwinding. You know, listening mm-hmm. to Undisclosed or some of those podcasts. But um, but yeah, those sound like some great ones. Who's been your favorite guest so far that you've gotten? I mean, you've had some pretty incredible guests so far in your short run. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, do you have a favorite? Do you have a couple favorites? Um, yeah. So I guess the shorter list would be the ones who aren't favorites, but, <laughs> uh, just to name two or three, I, uh, I, I'm favored to Daryl Bach just because I've, I listened to him. I, I read his works well before I started defending Christianity. And so, um, he was the first one that came to mind. Mm-hmm. He was the first one that I asked and, and within less than a day he had responded and said that he would love to be on the podcast. And so just, uh, just to see God use uh, these people and just to see his hand in it, because um, I realized early on real quick that not many people are going to come onto the show and, and take what I say more than a grain of salt because I don't have the credibility for them not to. Um, but these people do. And so I thought my intention needs to be to, to bring people who, who people may have heard of or people know to, to, to give that because then they're more apt to listen to them mm-hmm. uh, than to me. And, and, you know, with good reason, obviously. So just standing on the shoulder of giants is, is a good way to do that. But Daryl Bach would be one of them. Um, I liked Ben Witherington a lot. Uh, things that he had to say were really good. I would say uh, Ryan Pauly. He's, he's not out yet. His episode with him's not out yet, but, Really great conversation with that. I actually had two different interviews with him because he's going to be on a, a three-part series I'm going to do. So so that's really awesome. Um, yeah, those are probably my, my top couple favorite. That's cool. Yeah, when you reached out about the podcast in the summer, you know, I asked Danny Hayes. I was like, I don't know, Levi. Is he like legit? Can I post <laughs> this? Because I do that all the time. I'm like, um, yeah. this, this church is doing something and I want to share it. Are they on the up mm-hmm. and up? And Danny will give me shoot me straight. And yeah. Dr. Hayes said, you know, he just finished freshman year, but he's solid and he's got some great guests on there, like top of their field. And so super impressive the way you've been, you know, willing to jump in there and get some, some really heavy hitters in there. I appreciate that. It means a lot. 
Yeah, he, he's a fan, so that that's always a good thing. Um, favorite topic so far? What's been something that you enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to the heart of on the podcast so far? Um, again, this one isn't out yet, but the reliability of the New Testament, uh, that's with Ryan Pauley. And then the other would be while the Bible and God are still relevant today with Dr. Witherington, because that is something that my generation and the one before me uh, really, I feel like, needs to hear. Is they it's it's all subjective now, you know. It's whatever's good for me, whatever makes me feel good, happy, complete, um, is good enough to live my life. And and I think God at the end of time will think that I'm a good enough person. And uh, end quote by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> don't quote me on that. But I think that that's a message that that my generation, like I said, really needs to hear because it's it's not all up to. It's not all up to that. And I guess why Jesus is necessary for heaven, because that's also um, something that kind of complements that, you know, you can't go your own way. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, those are a few. Awesome. Hey, if you could pick one fact that you hold as like your main defense to Christianity, I know there's, you know, things that once I believed them, I thought this is really, this was really core to me. You know, there, is, are there one or two things that you think this is what really solidified that Christianity is real, God is real? What would you say to that? Yeah, so I, I had two, but I'm going to actually just pick one out from that. And that would be, again, the re- reliability of the New Testament, which is also why it's one of my favorites. Um, that's something that I've probably studied more than anything else, because it's something that kind of shook my faith more than anything else. And the reason is, when I found out exactly how many different, I guess you can call them, uh, textual variances there are in the New Testament manuscripts, which just basically means that something isn't the exact same whether it be word order or, or the way something's spelled or said or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I realized how many there are, I was like, how do we even know what the New Testament says? Um, and so I was thinking, you know, God has transcended and revealed himself to us in this way. How do we know that this is what he wanted us to, to hear? Um, and so that's something that kind of shook my faith, I guess, along with the fact that I mean, like I said, God has spoken to us and it's in the form of the Bible, meaning that God of the universe cared enough about his creation to reveal himself in words and in language in a way that we can understand him. We call it inspiration. Um, Unlike other works, however, the Bible has objective inspiration, uh, meaning that it has objective meaning. Um, It comes from the mouth of God itself. It's not something that God uh, gave us as an option of what to think about what this scripture means. It's, it's something that is inherent in scripture because of where it's come from. Um, and it's often referred to also as divine revelation or special revelation, meaning that God as the divine creator of the world um, and all that we know has revealed himself in a special way outside of nature. And um, for him to, to do that is, is loving because he didn't have to do that. It's a very loving thing that he's done for us is provide this for us. And so I'm thinking, I want to make sure that this is right. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure that these are the actual words that uh, the author wrote. Uh, but what I found, uh, and I'm not sure how much you want to, you want me to go into detail. So I'll just stop me at any time, but there are more textual variants in the new Testament. And there are words in the new Testament. Um, there's about 400,000 to be, um, you know, ballparking, obviously. Mm-hmm. What, what I realized was that there's a big rule when it comes to textual criticism and textual criticism is just the, I guess, the discipline of getting these different um, versions of, of a handwritten text and, and finding out what the original was based off of that, off of those many different versions. 
And so uh, when it comes to textual criticism, it's not about the, the, the amount of, of things. It's about how meaningful they are, how significant are, mm-hmm. are they. For example, um, if the word order of a sentence is different, but it's the same thing being said, then that doesn't really matter. You, you can make sense of that. Right. But, um, and, and so it's about the quality of it. It's not about the quantity. And so there's about, about 98, 99% of textual variants are just like those. They, they don't affect the meaning of the text and they don't go back to the original. So, so they, they also aren't viable. Um, and then the smallest group though, are those that are meaningful and viable, meaning that they change the meaning of the text, but they also go back to the original. And that's less, that's, less than one fifth of 1% of all textual variants. So it's a very low number. And so um, when I, and you know, this is just a surface level stuff, but when I found out all this, I'm just like, okay, this is pretty reliable. Then Um, God has preserved what he said to us, not just, you know, through keeping it in one place, but by dispersing it actually, which is ironic. And then making all these thousands of copies for us to know what he said. So he has preserved the new Testament, um, exceptionally well for us to know what he wanted to communicate to us. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so uh, interesting what each, you know, different people hold to is kind of like the thing that makes it make sense for them. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that so much. No Are there topics or guests coming up that you're excited about? I know you've got some already kind of recorded, but not out yet. What's in the works on the podcast? Yeah. So right now I'm, um, I just released the first part to a two part episode um, this past Thursday with Dr. Lynn Kohick from uh, Denver Seminary. Um, it's about basically women in ministry and, and women's role in the influence of Christianity and, and how they've influenced it today. Uh, the second part is going to be with Christian Padilla. She's a, actually a Wasta alum. Yeah. So and that, and that's going to be dealing more with on the side of women in ministry. From there, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing two different things with, with this uh, season. I'll, I'll either just finish it out with what I have lined up on a regular schedule and you know, it'll end with 14 episodes mm-hmm. or I'll take a, um, or after the next few episodes now, um, I'll have a hiatus for about a month or so, which is just a break in the season. Right. And so, um, and so I think that doing that will give me time to just focus on school, but I haven't decided yet. Cause like I said, I am ahead on the podcast. so I might not even do that. Um, but some other future topics are, Evolution and the argument for God, Islam and Christianity, what are their differences? Does truth exist? Um, the reliability of the New Testament and the proof of the resurrection of Christ. And so those are probably going to be the ones I end the season out with. Well, those are some, you know, light topics, you know, no, no, those are great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I intentionally didn't want to get too deep until later on. Uh, I wanted it to be where there are people coming back to listen before I did that, because those are the ones that are kind of significant to them. Yeah, those sound great. That's going to be good. I can't wait to hear Kristen's too. She's such an awesome yeah. person. can't wait to hear yeah. that. I appreciate it. And so that one I think will be released on the 15th. Okay. So pretty awesome. soon. Uh, I know the semester has been different from your freshman year, you know, with COVID and all those things on campus. Um, how are you feeling about school? How have you adjusted to life on campus with, you know, having to wear a mask, all that. What's it look like this fall? How have you been able to, to navigate it? Yeah, so like I said, um, there's a faster pace academically. Um, things aren't the way that they were last year in terms of getting you know homework done. Last year I was ahead by a couple of weeks at, at some point. Um, and so it was a blessing to be able to do that. But now it's just like I, I'm just keeping up and doing my best I can. 
Um, there's a lot. And so I'm also taking two hours more than I did previous two semesters. But but all that, you know, in terms of just what students are doing to stay on campus, like you're always going to have those people who are kind of like falling in the cracks and just kind of not really doing what they need to be doing. But overall, I've noticed that our student body has, has really taken an initiative and a desire to stay on campus so much so that they're doing things that are inconvenient and things that most college students aren't doing. And I think that that is just a testament to the kind of people that, that Washita uh, brings up um, and kind of produces from from not just, you know, a liberal arts education viewpoint, but also from interweaving Christianity in, into that um, and showing showing people that, you know, it's, it's not always about what we want or what we feel is good about, you know, ourselves in the moment, but it's about, you know, just staying on campus now, you know, and we have to do that. If, if that takes a little bit of suffering and a, a little bit of inconvenience, then, then let that be. But um, at the end of the day, we're going to be here until the end of the semester if, if we hold to that, you know. Um, so it does look different, but, but uh, about the mask, like sometimes I'll come into my room and have my mask on for 15 minutes before I realize I even have it on still. Yes, you so, yes I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's nothing now um, because it just, I mean, yeah, at first it, it does bother you, um, but your body, I think, just gets used to it. And, and I'm not a scientist or into biology or nothing, so I don't know all that. But Yeah, I'll do that. I'll be in my office. Same thing, like realize I don't really need it on right now, but do I really want to bother taking it off? Probably not. Yeah. Um, how have you been handling like social club life and things? Have you guys been able to do many activities or things? Yeah, so I'm in Ada. And, you know, we have our weekly meetings, you know, we in the Tiger Den and we socially distance there. Uh, Tim makes sure of it because, you know, if we don't, then we obviously can't be meeting. But 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 Ada's doing what what we need to do. And I'm just very proud to be a part of this club uh, because of that. It shows a lot of their a lot of character of what an Ada is. But um, we we did a, our first annual cornhole tournament, I think, two weekends ago. And that was fun. People came out, played cornhole, you know, everybody wearing a mask. Um, and if they weren't, they were just asked politely to please put one on or, you know, please don't be in the ADA um, event because then that's going to look bad on us. And right. But <laughs> um, so we've done what we've had to do. It's been good. I'm proud. Good. Yeah, I'm, I was really proud of the, the host and hostess for staying safe. I mean, it's a small mm-hmm. group. They're really close, good friends. And to be able to get through the end of it, film those things with nobody being quarantined, I think was I think that, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah that, that's a huge blessing. For sure. Uh, you know, we have this segment on the podcast, Fast Fave Fives. Mm-hmm. Just talk about five of your favorite things about Washita and life here. You know, normally we have uh, alums on here who talk about super old things about campus. And uh, excited to get a, a current student perspective on favorite things about Washita. So uh, in your time so far, favorite professor? Would have to be Hayes. Uh, he's my advisor. I've had more conversations with him and I've just gotten to know him a little bit better. And so, yeah, he's just a really great. Yeah. You know, he's our neighbor. We live next door. So really? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I live next to one of the top Bible scholars, you know, pretty neat thing in Arkadelph. Oh, yeah. So that's really cool. You can put that on your resume. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always think if I wake up in the middle of the night and have a deep theological question, I'll just go ask Dr. Hayes next door, you know, go knock on <laughs> or like leave a note, like, um, on, on his doorstep. <laughs> Yeah, he and his wife, they're just so sweet. We love living next to awesome. Do you have a favorite class you've had so far? It can be in Christian studies or it can be elsewhere. Any favorite classes? So, 
Okay, so yeah, it is in Christian studies. It was last fall, my first semester, and it was spiritual formation. That uh, really, I guess, kind of laid the foundation for how my college would start, and it was just so good to have that growth that I needed that semester. To it was it was great. I can go on forever about it, but I'm not. It was great. <laughs> and who taught that? Was that that was Doctor Duvall? Okay, yeah, I thought he taught that class. Yes, yeah, sir. he's pretty incredible too. Yeah, very cool. Now I don't know if you're a foodie. If you like uh, following OBU calf reviews, anything like that, do you have a favorite thing to eat in the calf or on campus? Ask my friends almost every time, unless they just don't have it that day. Pizza never disappoints. I get cheese pizza every time. I love their pizza. It's really good. And their dessert pizza is too. Oh, I've never had that. Yes, it's so good. It's like cinnamon and oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, that's fun. There's some good good folks over there. I love the calf staff. Mm. Uh, Favorite campus activity? I know you love uh, being an Ada. Anything else that you love doing on campus? Uh, Tiger Surf Day. Uh, If that counts as an activity or more than an event, I don't know, but uh, I love it. Just seeing communities come, the whole community come together and, and working towards one goal, I think is a, an amazing thing that keeps Washita, you, you know, just unified and doing what we do. I loved it. Very cool. Uh, favorite spot on campus? Is there a place you really love at Washita? Yes, that would be the courtyard behind the Barry Bible building. Uh, just a really, really pretty place on campus. It's small, kind of, kind of secluded and out of the way. Not many people are there. So it's, you know, you got two benches and you got that little stone lining around the building. I like to sit up there about, you know, six, seven feet up and just, um, you know, spend time either praying or something in the mornings. It's it's always nice to be there. It's really pretty. So peaceful. Very cool. Well, anything else you'd like to say to our uh, Tiger for Life, you know, crew, our alumni that are listening today? Anything else? Um, I mean, I guess just going back to the podcast, uh, I would just encourage people to, to either outside of my podcast or not, it doesn't matter just to find out reasons for why we believe what we believe and, and, um, know those things, not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the world, because you never know. It doesn't, there's a threshold you can say where people are just convinced enough to accept Christ and, and we need to be a part of meeting that for people who, who aren't as open to the gospel as us because they might come from different worldviews and we need to be empathetic of that. But just encourage them to do that because our faith is rooted in history and, and to know that history and to be able to use it to our advantage as a way to um, explain the gospel, I think it's crucial to bringing others to know the Lord. So, yeah, I think that would be it. Very good. Well, Levi, this has been really fun catching up. And hey, I, uh, I appreciate it, man. It's, yeah, it's thank you so great. much for doing it. Hey, I am so impressed by your faithfulness and your dedication to this podcast for being in the pandemic. And uh, you, your knowledge and your seeking of knowledge is just really impressive. So thankful God brought you here and can't wait to see how the podcast grows and how God continues to work in and through you. Thank you. And you and you're the same. It's been an honor to be on here. So so thank you to all the, all the alums out there listening. Um, Thank y'all for all that y'all did for, for making Washtaw what it is for me and my crew today. So thank y'all. All right. Thanks, Levi. Thank y'all. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Tiger for Life podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you won't miss out on future episodes.